Hello, welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia. I'm your host, Jacob Rush, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Warren. We are back, and we are playing with power. How are you doing, Chris? I am doing great. 2021 is off to a much, much better start than what we were going through last year, so uh, I'm doing really, really well. How are you, Jacob? I'm doing good, and speaking of good starts to 2021, we actually have a legendary old-time friend of the show, and his name is Old Man Chris. Welcome back to the show, Chris White. How are you doing? Hello, Jacob. I'm going to be uh, try not to be offended uh, by being called old. <laughs> My children call me that now, so oh. I guess... Uh, I guess I can uh, I can accept it. Man, thanks for having me on. Dude, this is great. Uh, it's been a while, you know. Um, I survived uh, Snowmageddon. Uh, I live in Texas, you know. So we, yeah. we've had had a, a crazy, uh, you know, uh, new Chris, uh, Chris 2.0, uh, mentioned how the year got off to a better start. I'm not sure about that because you haven't been to Texas. <laughs> oh, but, um, man. No, but it, no it, it, has been, it has been good. Man, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm, I'm pumped for the show. I'm pumped for, you know, for the stuff we're going to talk about. And, and I just appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, glad you're doing okay. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, speaking of, I guess not everything has been great for 2021. Um, If you are a listener of the show and you follow similar shows in our podcast, Family and Community, um, you know, we it was reported on Monday that our good friend of our show and in the community, a staple, um, Bobby Paul, also known as Nintendo Guru, has passed away due to his battle with COVID. And um, it is very heartbreaking to us, um, all of us at Nintendo Nostalgia. We've had time to, to process it. Um, Ryan and I were really close with Bobby, um, and we are going to be releasing he's been on about four episodes with us here in the past and if you're new to the show maybe you've missed those we're going to be reposting those in honor of him to so people can go back and check those out bobby um this show would not exist without him um and i fully fully am ready to 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 talk about Bobby more uh, next week. Ryan and I do plan to do a dedicated episode to Bobby, and that will be next week's episode. So we want to share the love for him. Um, we'd like to do just five minutes, uh, five minutes, five, uh, a little bit of a moment of silence here for him. And uh, before we get started in this show. All right, so with that said, guys, I think it's time to get into what we have been Radical Rexing about. Okay, well, uh, Chris, old man Chris, so, so we don't get you guys confused. Um, why don't you, just, it's the first time you've been back in a long time. Why don't you kick us off here, man? What is exciting in your world, man? Yeah, uh, let's uh, let's jump in. It's a uh, it's a n- Nintendo podcast, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to talk about something not Nintendo. So I um, I finally <laughs> jumped into next gen uh, with uh, an Xbox. I got an Xbox Series X. Now I've uh, anybody who knows me knows that I've been uh, an Xbox fan for a long time. Uh, I've had you know Xbox the original 360 and the one I had an Xbox podcast for a little while. So um, you know nothing nothing new. But I didn't really jump in uh, last year um, to uh, to the next. Gen. Uh, I was really happy with my Switch. I didn't really, uh, there was nothing there that was pulling me that I really absolutely had to have. 
so I just kind of, you know, let it, let it linger out there a little bit. And so, um, so yeah, but I finally, my, my birthday's in February and I finally uh, pulled the trigger for my birthday. I got a, I got a series S, um, mm. uh, I got it, uh, last week. And so I've had about a week with it and it's fantastic. You know, it's, it's, it's really great. Cool. Uh, I love, I love Xbox. Um, I love the ecosystem. I love game pass. It's, it's absolutely the best thing in gaming and, mm. uh, being able to play around with next gen, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been fun. It's, it's been really cool. It, I, I will say this to, to, to bring it full circle. It does really excite me for what, uh, what a switch pro could be. Mm-hmm. Um, in the fact that I, I don't think the series S specifically, I know the X has a little more horsepower, but I don't, I don't think the, the series S is, is like, you know, a giant leap. Um, it's a lot of quality of life stuff. You're having locked 60 frames, which is great. You're having quick loading and, and quick resume, which is fantastic. But it, it isn't like, you know, a, a giant generational gap like we've seen in the past. And uh, and I feel like that's kind of what we're going to get um, when the Switch Pro does finally come around. It's going to be a very similar feel, but just with snappier, you know, processor, faster, you know, uh, a little better looking. And uh, and so, um, so yeah, so so if that's, if that's what the Switch Pro is going to be, it and it pays off like the Series S has. Uh, I'm pretty pumped for what it's going to be. Very cool. I like how as soon as you said Xbox, uh, young Chris here uh, got up and just left. From yeah, yeah. Post. No, so I, 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 I heard everything. <laughs> so what are... He is a, he's a PlayStation guy. I know that. <laughs> and, and, uh-oh. That, that's fighting words here because... I am not. not I am not at all. No, I just think that you're a little too harsh on PlayStation. I am not a a Sony fanboy by any stretch, but all that that PS3 love confuses me. I guess it confuses me (laughs) as well that you don't understand (laughs) it. But um, Chris, I have a question for you. What are some games that you've they've never made a good console? So it's hard to be excited for. (laughs) Wait, what? Well, uh, this could be a great debate oh, episode one boy. day. Yeah. Sorry, you, you, you were asking me a question, Chris. Go oh, ahead. yeah. So, um, so what are some games that you've been playing for on Xbox? Because I, I am really intrigued by the new direction that they're taking, uh, you know, with this new generation. And I think Game Pass is really interesting. Um, I'm not really sure how I feel about it uh, moving forward. But, um, yeah, so what are some games that you've been playing lately? Yeah, it's it's funny because honestly, there's not really a lot, you know. Um, I I would I would if, if you haven't been in the ecosystem before and, and aren't really familiar with it and have a lot of a uh, big library, I would say that right now may not even be the time to jump in. But there's tons of just fantastic games on Game Pass if you've never played, you know, um, uh, games that are there. But to answer the question, uh, honestly, today today I bought Scott Pilgrim for the third time. Um, nice. The the remaster, it's fantastic. I, absolutely love that game but um you know i i play sea of thieves a lot with um, my uh my best uh you know gamer friend uh james michael the jet ski um those who made james for the show <laughs> that's right for the show and so uh we're, we're big sea of thieves fans and, and we absolutely love that game and we play that a lot um and uh you know gears uh you know uh, there's been some new dlc for gears that came to game pass and so playing back through gears and um you know gears of war sorry if, if you don't know but that is I, I uh, presume. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as like brand new games, um, I do want to play, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's not a game that, that I've been able to play until I, I got the, you know, the new Xbox and it's, it's on my list, but I haven't, I haven't bought it yet. So there, there are a couple of games from the fall that I'm interested in. You know, I know that cyberpunk is going, you know, it really 
kind of floundered at, at the start, but it's supposed to be getting a Series X, you know, slash S kind of upgrade soon. Um, so I'll probably jump into that when it when it comes in. But honestly, the uh, it's just you can't say enough about just logging into Game Pass and having 150 games. Um, and and they all range from quality, but a lot of them are very very good games and just be, be able to you know immediately download them. EA Play is now a part of that as well. So you're getting like Jedi Fallen Order actually in March. Um, I think next week they're adding um, uh, Squadron, Star Wars Squadrons to EA Play, which is part of Game Pass now. So there's just so much out there, um, you know, to, to kind of jump in and to play with. But Yeah, I think it's so. a very cool proposition that they have with that service. Um, I'm not yeah. really sure how how it's going to be, you know, moving into the future, like how it's going to branch out and how they're going to really capitalize on it and if it's going to be the norm. But as it is right now, like it's such a great deal for any type of gamer. So I am really thankful that, you know, Xbox gamers, uh, you know, I don't want Xbox gamers to suffer or whatever, but um, I'm glad that they have that service and that they have a lot to offer um, because, you know, they had a pretty rocky launch with Halo being delayed. So, um yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool that they have that uh, Game Pass service. Yeah, but they they, they know first party is, is is coming. I mean, that's why they're buying the studios. I will say this though, man, I, I'm not I'm still not ruling out Game Pass coming to Switch. So guys, just 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 sure. I think that would be a huge slam dunk. I mean, you, you see awesome. them playing nice. They brought Banjo over. You got the Ori games. Uh, you know, so there there's some talk there. And if and if you could get Game Pass loaded cloud cloud gaming on, I bought um uh, so I've been playing you know mobile. So I, I bought a I bought nice. something called oh a Backbone, which is just oh a little. My. Uh, a little grip that goes around your uh, that goes around your phone. I've been playing, you know, um, remotely on my phone, and then it's great, but it still just doesn't have the feel of a Nintendo product. So if I could if I could pull out my Switch Lite anywhere that I am and play Game Pass games, like that is that would be amazing. So I'm still holding out hope that that's coming. But yeah, anyway, Game Pass is fantastic. It's the absolute best thing in video games. Cool. I'm glad you're enjoying cool. your new console. Very cool. Yep. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, well, young Chris, what about you? <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> um, so let's see. Uh, I got my second shot on Thursday. Uh, not gaming related, but it's such a relief to, to get that. I don't have to make any more appointments, and I can mm-hmm. begin the process of getting my life back, you know. Um, so it was uh, kind of a huge milestone for me in that way, and I'm just so, so grateful for that. Um, yeah, so that was a huge milestone for me, and I'm really thankful that that is out of the way, and I can begin the process of uh, moving on with my life. Um, I also have spring <laughs> break coming up, um, so I haven't been on a vacation in like 10 years, so uh, I am wow. looking forward wow. to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm going to going to go to like a nearby city and just like relax for like a week um try to visit some friends uh safely so yeah uh gaming wise i have not had time for gaming i know i say that a lot but after in about like two weeks when my internship is over with i think i'll have a lot more time um what i have had time for is uh killer queen black I absolutely adore killer queen black i don't know if i've mentioned it before but it is just the funnest arcade game ever and i'm not a fan of like online multiplayer games outside of splatoon um so i'm really 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 digging that um cool and i also got a few games in the mail the other day so uh one that i was playing right before i got on here is called uh tanuki justice (laughs) which i never heard of before 
Um, but it's like it was a really cool like physical uh, release, and it's it's like I don't know like a really cute version of Ninja Gaiden, and it's like okay. it's really hard, but like the music is so good, it looks amazing, and it has like this like Sega feel with like a mix of like a Ninja Gaiden and Mario feel. But uh, yeah, I cool. highly highly recommend it. It's just like a really fun. I don't know, uh, platform brawler or something. I don't know what you would call that game, but uh, I th- it reminded me of Ryan because you're like a Tanuki guy. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, but that's it. <laughs> yep. Not too much otherwise. How about you, Jacob? Well, um, I have a, quite a bit. I actually haven't been on the show in a, um, in a few weeks, and I, uh, I've got a little bit to talk about, especially from last week. I finally just bit the bullet, and, um, and I bought uh, Ring Fit Adventure. And oh, I, I saw it on the wall behind you. That's crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I bought it, and I love it. I actually it was very fascinated by it. Um, I've been, past about month and a half to two months, I've been getting back regularly to exercising and eating better. Um, so I'm getting there one day at a time, and I thought, well, this would be fine to just incorporate. Because what the way I view it is, um, it's just kind of like an enhancement to add to my actual workouts. Then when I come home from the gym, I, yep. I love to do like you can set up your own routines with it, and I'll do some like burner stuff just to really get your heart rate up and some cardio and some abs. Um, and I usually try to emphasize on like if I just did my chest and triceps, I'll put a routine together on the on the game that focuses on just wearing out my chest and my triceps and then um it's just really fun and uh the story mode's fun it's you know it's nothing deep but it's it's cool it's cool the concept and i really just am impressed with it i wish i could get like weighted a weighted ring con so i could like add weight to my exercises just to increase them all right Um, goku settle down all right time chamber you know what you could do you could just do uh like weights on your wrists instead yeah that's a good point i'd probably i'll look into that um good good Thanks for the suggestion. That's a great idea. I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the only issue I have with it is like sometimes when I'm doing like a core exercise, like I don't feel like that it is not accurate with my with like the strap being wrapped around my leg. It'll like mess up and say I'm not doing it right, and or all I have to do is like just bend my knee completely, and then it'll say I did the exercise right, and I'm like just sitting there with like I've tested it out, you know. Maybe um, your legs are just too manly. Probably are just. <laughs> too fat right now i guess <laughs> um so i've had a couple issues in general though it's been pretty good um it's really fun and I, that's why it's like i i'm going to like tomorrow i'll rest and i don't view it as like again my main exercise but it's something to just keep you active keep you going burn some calories and and when you just make fitness and part of your lifestyle uh it no longer becomes like this dreaded like oh i gotta get this in or you know i'm not reaching my it just becomes a part of your life and yep. um you naturally start to just be healthier and in shape on a regular basis yep. so that's the first thing i really am enjoying that and then uh the second thing i'm radical rexing about is on uh, last friday uh, well last week i 
my got my tax return money and I also got my stimulus check because I never got that. I came at the same time with my tax money. So I had a lot of money come in um, and uh, plenty to, that's sa- being saved. But because of that, I did uh, decide uh, I decided to buy my girlfriend a Nintendo Switch. I bought her the Mario edition because um, she... She always comes over and she plays my Switch and um, she was kind of a was a casual gamer and she has like a 64 and stuff. But, you know, ever since she met me, like we obviously she's just kind of naturally started to look into what's current and has borrowed my Switch to play through Mario Odyssey. And um, I she bought she beat Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze on it and she's tested out so many other games like Luigi's Mansion 3, and she's just in love with it. And she was texting me last week about, like, it's like, after I, sh- I showed her Ring Fit Adventure, and she's like, man, I wish I just had my own Switch because I want to, um, it's like, I just want to play Mario Odyssey all over again. Like, she just, she enjoyed it that much. She's obsessed with the game. Um, so I decided to, on Friday, I went out after I got off work, and I bought it for her. Um, and I was taking her daughter out on a date so we could like bonding and, and just spend some time together. So my initial plans was to just go on a date and she was going to be by herself. Normally like we're hanging out on Friday night. So <laughs> to keep her occupied, I gave her her switch and she was just stunned and cried and it was really cool. And I helped her get set up and it's all connected to the internet. And I started a family plan with my switch. So she's on that with the online. So it's just really, really awesome to see somebody, um, that is genuinely excited to play a switch and is like, you know, she's playing games now for the first time that, you know, we already experienced over what, you know, what our main topics about of the past four years of these games. And it's fun to watch her, um, experience everything for the first time. And, uh, She's just really happy to have a system that's her own. And, guys, it's just such a cool feeling. And I'm happy for her. And, uh, yeah, that, that's really what I've been Radical Rexing mostly about. So um, really, really cool stuff. That's awesome, man. Great. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, outside of that, we do have a, a fan phone, uh, listener phone call, that, a voicemail that we want to play. Um, we do know of the long email. We have a really long email that we just uh, have not been able to, we want to dissect it and read it um, as, a, as hosts and uh, think about the best way to respond. So we're not going to cover that one today, but we are going to do our voicemail. So uh, Chris, go ahead and play that for sure. us. What's up, Mass Crew? This is Isaac. Just want to give you guys a shout out and say thanks for taking all my calls. I hope you guys aren't tired of me, but keep having uh, different topics, different things that uh, just like to call in and talk about. I appreciate you guys touching on the direct. Um, I agree with everybody because uh, a lot of different things going on. It was kind of a well-balanced, but I agree with uh, Jacob about the disappointment too. I was quite disappointed in Skyward Sword being full price. Um, you know, we were expecting maybe a bundle with Twilight Princess, possibly Wind Waker, um, like we did with Mario 3D All-Stars. But to release a game that's about 10 years old and do full price, I it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And it might be uh, here recently I've gotten more into Nintendo again. I did take a break there, just life happens, but... Part of it was little things like that that Nintendo does. It's, it can be frustrating. You know, there's great things that Nintendo does as a whole, but 
then there's things like that can kind of rub you the wrong way. So um, overall, I, I thought it was a decent direct, but there was some disappointments there. Um, some things I'm looking forward to, though, um, on that as well. I wanted to ask you guys, though, off topic of that, what is your favorite indie game? Maybe a game that uh, you've gotten on uh, Switch Online. It could even be back on Wii U. Uh, I was going to say there's a recommendation. I got a short hike recently, and it is a very short game, but it is worth it. It is one of the best games I've played in recent memory, just the experience. I probably beat it in about an hour or two. When I say it's short, it is definitely not a long game. But I don't know if you guys have had a chance to play it. If not, I highly recommend it. And also want to get your recommendations on any maybe games that are cheaper, maybe five, ten bucks, but you know, they're really good experience while they last. Anyway, appreciate you guys taking the call. You guys take care. Thank you so much for calling in, and uh, I mean, and you basically agreed with me about the direct and that. So I mean, <clears throat> I I agree with what you said, and and you are right. You know, Nintendo sometimes, you know, something that's going to hit it out of the ballpark for me, someone else is going to completely hate. You know, so it, they did a good job as a structure of a direct, I believe for sure. I just wasn't too much into the content, um, and uh, we'll we'll get into your. I want to hear. Uh, everyone else's response to that, and then we'll talk about our favorite indie games. But, um, I mean, old man Chris is chomping at the bit. To, uh, he oh, hasn't done man. this in a long time. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't on, on last this. week's show. What, what, what are you, crazy? That direct was fantastic. <laughs> oh, man, you're killing me. Um, I, I think Nintendo fans sometimes are super entitled and, and are... are <laughs> out of their minds. Um, He's not wrong. I, I, you know, look, yes, Breath of the Wild 2 was never coming. Like, like <laughs> anybody who thought that was there, it's your own fault. Metroid Prime 4 doesn't exist yet. I mean, that, that's, that game's still <laughs> two to three years away. If you thought that was going to be at the Direct, that is your own fault. Like, set your expectations. Um, and if you go in with actual, with actual expectations, they did a fantastic job. Um, as far as, I was laughing as I was listening to it, the whole uproar about Skyward Sword being the same price. How many of us just bought Mario 3D World? It was True. a full price game. And, 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 and Skyward Sword is it's like twice as old. Like, I mean, come on. Yes. Do, do, do I wish it was 30 bucks? Absolutely. But it's Nintendo. It's never going to be that way. Um, for me, Skyward Sword is the only Zelda game I've, and I, I love Zelda. It's probably my favorite series of all time. Skyward Sword is the only Zelda game I've never actually completed because motion controls were absolute garbage, mm. terrible. And I just, I, I felt like I would have to cut my hands off if I kept playing it. So, um, I'm super pumped to actually be able to play the game like an actual normal person. So, um, so I'm excited for that and I'll pay for that. That's fine. Like, like I, I will pay for Skyward Sword. That, that didn't, you know, bother me at all. What did bother me is the fact that the Joy-Cons just sold out. I don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I, I thought it was good. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is Mario Golf. Mario Golf is going to be yeah, my good. game of the year without question. I cannot wait. I wish it was here now. If it was here now, I would not even be on this podcast. <laughs> I would just be playing Mario Golf. That's all I think about. Wow. <laughs> you have it, Chris. Young Chris. So... I'm basically, oh, I can really get used to that. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of like in between the both of you. So I thought the direct was okay. Um, I love Splatoon 3, or I'm sorry, I love Splatoon. So I was really excited to hear about yep. Splatoon 3. Um, 
my, I, I don't know, I'm kind of like mixed on Skyward Sword. I think it's great that it's getting ported and um, that they are figuring out a way f- to have the game playable without motion controls, which is something mm-hmm. that obviously a lot of people had issue with. I also hope that they, um, you know, from what I hear, uh, kind of temper down Fee or Fi, whatever mm-hmm. her name is, um, because, you know, I understand that she pops up a little too frequently. <laughs> right. So I hope that gets addressed. And that seems like it could be something that's easily resolved um so i don't know but outside of that i i just thought they had a lot of pretty interesting weird kooky games um i i know that you know jacob and i were watching it together he didn't have Mm -hmm. too much interest in a lot of those but that's okay and um what i think that they did nail about the direct is that they had so much variety that there was something for everyone so for some people there was a lot for for you for some people there was something for you there had to be one game that at least piqued your interest a little bit so um, that I think is is the beauty of this switch. It's that you know we're not just relying on like one Mario game per year or that right. Metroid Prime sequel. <laughs> it's that we we're getting a whole bunch of stuff, and no matter who you are, you know you, you can join in on the fun, and uh, you're you're gonna you're bound to find find something mm-hmm. to love. Um, I. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's that's all the thoughts hey, I have Jake, on that. Oh, oh so, um, let's talk about well, hey, hang on, hang on. Let, let, um, let me put, let me say one, yeah. one quick thing. I do think we're going to get those the Zelda games. See, the the caller mentioned, you know, Twilight yeah. Princess, um, mm-hmm. you know, the the worst Zelda game ever made, and um, and Wind Waker. You oh. know, and, and I absolutely think that over the course of the year we're going to get those games. I mean, Wind Waker was already ported in HD, so there's right. no reason that's not going to come. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I do think those are going to come. I think they're much less um, of an announcement because Skyward Sword has never been re released. And right. a lot of people didn't think it was possible to ever mm. do it without motion control. So uh, I think that that warranted kind of that conversation. But I do think we're going to get, you know, those others for sure. I agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I do. Yeah, I, totally. uh, I mean, I do want to, you know, just capitalize on it, even though I didn't I wasn't impressed with what the how I thought the game looked in the Dude, trailer. Mario Golf, man. Come on. Mario Golf is going to be fun and I'm going to get it. I haven't gotten a golf game since the Toadstool Tour on GameCube, but um uh, I mean, like golf is right. golf, you know. Golf is <laughs> golf is the same game that it was in two thousand three. Golf is the same game that it was in nineteen ninety three with other golf games. So it's uh, it's pretty, and I hope they add a lot of variety to it. But I'm just um, looking forward to know, have, being able to play it with people. You know, like yes. past Mario yeah, Golf yeah, games. Sure. I know there was one on the DS, but I never had it. But you know, I just never got to play with anybody. So I'm excited to be able to play with others. Um, but Skyward yeah. Sword. I, for how many people actually say they could not play it on the Wii, makes me feel. I maybe I'm tooting my own horn here, horn here, but I'm pretty good at games then because I loved <laughs> that game on the Wii and I beat it through and through, and it is definitely, definitely one of my personal favorite Zelda games. I loved it, so I'm glad it's getting a second life, and I don't have any issue paying sixty bucks for it to yeah. just yeah, for the record on that. So yeah, I'm with you. But, but yeah. to the indie games, we can I, go back I, around the other way, uh, starting with young Chris to old Chris to to me. So, um, <laughs> what about you, Chris? Young Chris? Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure we'll touch on this a little bit later. But something that's really awesome about the Switch is that it turned Nintendo into being a platform that indies kind of avoided into one that everyone needs to be on if you want to be legitimate and be profitable and have a a substantial audience. So um, I am thankful that we have so many indies on the Switch to pick from. So it's hard just to to pick one or a couple even. Um, 
I would say I, I would like to definitely mention Killer Queen Black, the game that I mentioned before. If you're looking for online multiplayer, it doesn't get any better than that. It is timeless. It is so easy to understand and pick up and play, and each match is just a few minutes. So it's easy to play, but difficult to master. And uh, there's all these different tiers that you can uh, go in in the game. So, uh, yeah, highly, highly recommend Killer Queen Black. I'm a huge fan. Um, I also love um, I love indie platformers. I'm not big on like RPGs and all these other strategy games. I just don't really have time for that personally. I, I appreciate that they're there, but it's just not for me. But there's a lot of incredible yeah. indie platformer games on the Switch that are phenomenal, and uh, many of them are not getting the attention that they deserve. Um, Splasher is outrageously incredibly polished and amazing it's basically a 2d splatoon platformer in a way it's just amazing and it's actually getting very high up there in price uh physically um jacob i know you and i love 3d Mm -hmm. platformers so a hat in time obviously Mm -hmm. is just as good as it gets uh in that genre at the moment um and uh, one more game, actually two more quick games <laughs> I'd like to bring up. Uh, Tiny Barbarian. Oh, Tiny yeah. Barbarian is an amazing, amazing 2D platformer. It was published by Nicholas or Nicalis, however you say it. And it's just like the, the tunes are amazing. It's, you know, retro style. It's perfect for what it is. And uh, one game that has a very strange name, but it's just so fun. It's called Assault Android Cactus Plus. Um, I don't know what that name is about, but it's basically like a shoot 'em up. It's like a 3D shoot 'em up, and it's just the music's insane. The levels are so creative mm. and inventive and wild, and it's it's so so good. So yeah, um, yeah, please check those out. Those are there's there's just so many to pick from, and I, I just love the Switch for that reason. Awesome. Yeah, and, and I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll echo exactly the same thing. There's, there's so many. Um, so we, we, we could take the whole entire show talking about it. Um, before we came on, I asked my kids what their favorite game was on the Switch, just because I knew we were going to be talking about it. My 14-year-old daughter had, plays almost nothing but Stardew Valley. So I, I'll mention Stardew Valley as an indie game. It is fantastic. But a lot of these people should know. Um, so, you know, SteamWorld Dig 2 is absolutely the best yep. SteamWorld game uh, and, and one of the best yep. platformers. Celeste, probably Probably the the best mm. platformer uh, probably on the market right now, at least consider, you know, from my perspective. Uh, but again, a lot of people know that Hollow yeah. Knight's out there, um, uh, another great um, you know uh, Metroidvania type game. Um, uh, I would say Golf Story. I, I think that that a lot of people, especially in Switch world, know that game, but it is a Switch exclusive. It's actually on my top five, which we'll talk about mm. in a little while. But Golf Story is one of my absolute favorite Switch games, and it is an RPG um, about golf. <laughs> you guys know to notice a, a trend here with the games that I like. So it's uh, so it's uh, <laughs> yeah, so to, it, yeah. it's great. But it's, it's super fun. It, it came out, I believe, it came out in the first year, but if not the first year, very very early in Switch life, and it was yeah. absolutely great. Uh, Sports Story is coming up soon, and I'm so excited about that. Um, and then. And the only one that, um, that I'll mention too, they're kind of um, uh, well. So uh, there's there's a game called Murder by Numbers. Uh, do you guys know this game? Um, mm-hmm. 
Yes. It's, oh, um, yeah. I, yeah. What's the uh, cool. uh, pit cross? So it's a pit cross game. Uh, so if you know what pit cross is, you're, you're just basically un- unlocking a picture, um, you know, based on like numbers. Uh, just look it up. I, it's hard to explain. But uh, but you're basically unlocking like it's a puzzle game. And uh, but murder by numbers like takes the, the puzzle formula and then puts it in like this this murder mystery type uh, story. And it's and it's indie and, and it's not like pop art. And it's it's super fun. And if you like pit cross, it kind of it kind of because tw- pit cross itself is literally just go from picture to picture to picture but this kind of like weaves a story with it which is really cool so i love it and the last one i'll mention um it's probably my favorite indie game and most people don't know it and that's why i wanted to mention it was chroma squad so i don't know if you guys know anything about chroma squad chroma squad so so my absolute favorite uh, type of game is strategy rpg and um and so i'm a huge advanced war uh, fan um fire emblem fan and uh, and so Chroma Squad is basically turn-based strategy RPG with the Power Rangers, and um, mm. and I'm a giant Power Ranger fan. If you guys, mm-hmm. so you guys know that know Jacob, you know, so I, I love Power Rangers the way that he loves Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's very idiotic, and there's no reason that any real person should like it, like Diddy Kong Racing. But for some reason, <laughs> there are people that do, and oh, so yeah. um, and that's how I am. How dare you, yeah, sir? I mean, Diddy Kong is you are Diddy Kong is guest. terrible. Um, it's terrible. But uh, but a lot of people say that about Power Rangers. And I, and I love them. So, uh, but anyways, yeah, yeah. So you're making your own studio to make your own Power Rangers uh, show, and in each level is basically just an episode of that show, and it's just strategy RPG, and it's super funny and very campy, and, and they just poke fun at, at you know Toku and and uh, you know the Power Ranger shows, and it's a ton of fun. I think it's like fourteen ninety nine, so it's like fifteen bucks, and it's great. If you like strategy RPGs, highly recommend it. Cool. Yeah, I hear really good things about that. Well, you see, I had to, I had to make sure when we exchanged old Chris for young Chris that that he loved Diddy Kong Racing, which you can see the great divide here. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I literally, I'm surprised you found anybody that actually did like him. So I'm, I'm impressed. Very good. <laughs> it was hard. He actually, uh, I'm actually a clone of you. They just like upgraded my brain to like Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, we had to do some. Yeah, uh, yeah there, some, it has to be some, some sort of augmentation because no, no person with the, with a real brain would, would like it. So. Except for me. Except for me. But. I don't, I don't. I don't think you've ever played it, so uh, you know you can't have that kind of an opinion. Yeah. Had, you might have played, played the played DS it, version, so. which uh, yeah, I have to that must admit be what is, I, yeah, that must be what uh, I played. Okay, is yep. not the best. I will say that. <laughs> okay, for me, um, yeah, you know, this is kind of a great question as we segue into our main topic because I have a lot to say about indies on the Switch. But uh, my number, first off, I've never even heard of the game you mentioned. Well, it was like a short hike or something like that oh a short hike is great man yes okay i mean i'm probably gonna go look it up and buy it just because (laughs) now because when anyone talks that way it really intrigues me about a game um but yeah it's good as i'm thinking so my number one um i'll can maybe combo these together because there are a lot of they're similar of the game but undertale uh changed my life i mean if if from a gaming perspective the game literally blew my freaking brains away and i did not expect that i i didn't i didn't expect that you look at it it's a jrpg um and i traditionally hate jrpgs and the game emotionally touched me and and it really shook me so i'll throw delta rune chapter one in there as well because they're oh i mean there there's differences but you know a lot of it is the same structure um for that and i have bought multiple people copies of undertale because i want them to play the game that bad i think it's a just you have to experience it um and i get really sad when people give up because i'm like you're 
truly i feel like the to understand like the depth of the game that the stuff that really just blew me away it's when you get deep into the game and that's that's what i i loved about it um so uh then i'm going to throw out uh ukulele in the impossible lair it was just a fantastic platformer um we have tropical freeze from nintendo but these are the guys who made the original dkc trilogy and it's basically like we got we got a a, a donkey kong country game just in the form of ukulele it's a fantastic game if you've not played it go get it um and then i personally loved the first ukulele and i know not everyone did but it was definitely a throwback to banjo kazooie um and it really just made me smile from ear to ear and brought some nostalgic feelings back same creators for that as well um and then i'm going to throw in for uh, metroidvania um iconoclast i think is just probably oh, one of right. the yeah one you of the made best me, you made me play so that good. game by the way Jake. I, I love I, that game that game was great i did that was your uh must get game of that year that's and right that's right it was a hidden gem i did not expect to 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 play and um truly i've been re-listening to the soundtrack over the past week or so because we got josh to get it in our uh our group chat because he never played it and it was on sale so um those are probably the top indie games that i would recommend for anyone to get if they have a switch yep yeah there's something so magical about indie games because it's just people who are so passionate about their vision and they just go all out for it without any restrictions without any like corporate uh, ties and you yeah. know people holding them back and it's just really cool to see these you know labors of love yep. come to fruition and and um, just made by people who just want us to enjoy these experiences that they have in their mind so it's just it's so refreshing you know we're not used to that on on Nintendo platforms and for all the best ones to really be there and available and for very reasonable prices it's just a, a whole new world for us so I hope people People kind of step outside their comfort zone and explore the great indies that are available on Switch. For sure. Yep, agreed. Yeah. And also, you know, thank you, Caller, for uh, bringing up A Short Hike. A Short Hike is phenomenal from what I hear, and it's a very, very cool concept. So definitely go out and check out A Short Hike. Uh, a short yeah, hike. I'm going to buy it as soon as this episode's over. So. Um, mm-hmm. Well, with that said, let's get into the main topic at hand, guys. It's going to be all about this Nintendo Switch turning four years old. Chris, uh, Josh couldn't be here with us tonight, but Josh did send us a quick little message. If you want to go ahead and read his message, um, Ryan did not send anything. Um, he's going to be forever banned from the show until I see otherwise. So, um, but thank you, Josh, for participating. What did he say? <laughs> uh, so, Josh has told us. While the Switch has some strange emissions after four years of being out, such as access to more classic games, themes, and a more stable online connection, there are plenty of things it does right, such as its new games. It's hard for me to pick a favorite, but just a few hard hitters that come to mind are Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, 
Animal Crossing New Horizons, one that I personally love very much. That's his note, not mine. Uh, Mario and Rabbids, and more. Here's hoping more great times are to come. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for uh, chiming in there, buddy. Um, and we'll obviously, we're going to talk about our games, but... Um, you know, uh, man, there's so much we could say about the Switch on its on its fourth birthday. Can you guys believe it? I remember just – I remember watching that crazy laser show as we all waited for Nintendo to take the stage. And we're like, what? The, there's like a DJ and we're like, what the heck is happening? Um, but they yeah. – I remember watching it and um, – Dude, I was just so blown away. This was a big moment for Nintendo because coming off the Wii U days, I mean, at this point, Nintendo was the laughing stock of the gaming industry. People could would not take them seriously. Iwata had just passed away shortly before all this, and um, you didn't. We were just banking, dude. It's just like it's like your team just drafted this star the star qb for the from the draft and you hope that this is the the miracle that your team needs to to become a a legit contender again and let me tell you i believe it paid off well um and i mean chris you have our the sales numbers for nintendo right Mm -hmm. why don't we start there um Sure. Uh, I mean, let me just touch up touch up on what you sure. said. I just remember in the Wii U era, you know, there's this rumor of the NX, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, what is this NX? Like, what are they going to do next? Because, you know, the Wii U was, to many people, and I guess, like, objectively a failure, but, you know, I loved it, and I was like, what direction are they going to take where they're going to still have that Nintendo charm, but they're going to, you know be successful in the masses. So, um, you know, there's a lot of rumors that it was going to be able to have a, uh, the ability to switch between the TV mode and handheld mode. And we're all just like, nah, we're not there yet. Like there's no way it's going to be able to do that. And then when we saw that reveal video, like that fall, Oh man, all of us were just like screeching and like jumping out of our chairs and, you know, and we saw, you know, Mario and 3d Mm -hmm. and breath of the wild. And we'd be able to take things on the go. And it was just so, um, refreshing to see them like listen to us and kind of understand what we want as gamers. And for us to now four years later, be able to play and experience the dream that we've always wanted to have. It's, it's unreal really to take a step back and, and really see that. But, um, you know, this direction has really paid off for them. So if we're going to go back and talk about sales, the switch so far has sold 76 million copies of the Switch. That includes both families, the regular Switch and the Switch Lite. And so that means, I did the math for this, that means that through just console sales alone, they have made 15 to $23 billion just on home console sales. Uh, it's which is outrageous. I also have info for uh, you know the top games and the previous top uh, Nintendo consoles, uh, if you want. But if you want to touch on just the the sales right now, feel free. Yeah, we'll stick with the I think just the Switch sales for at the moment. But um, that's a feat, guys. That's insane. And you know, I, some people think I'm crazy, but a part of me thinks that if it keeps selling, like I, it's still not, it's not even slowing down. Like that, I could see like people being like, "Oh, okay," I could see it's tampering off at a certain point. But a part of me wonders, 
and this is just my own personal thing because I'm a Nintendo fanboy. I would love it if it. What if it? Do you think it realistically could surpass the PlayStation Two with a holding record of most? Because I was a, the reason that sold so much because it was the first console that had a DVD, and a lot of people bought it for that DVD player combo. And uh, I just wonder if the Switch can surpass that with it still four years in, and it feels like it's selling just as well as it did when it first came out, if not better. Um, what do you guys think? I don't think that it will, realistically. Um, I, th- I think the potential is there. But, you know, like we, like you mentioned, the PlayStation 2 was very unique in that it had a DVD player, and we just wanted a cheap DVD right. player at the time. So th- I don't think the Switch you know, has something that uh, comparable to a DVD player in that time. Um, but at the same time, Nintendo has this unique ability to come up with something that we didn't know we needed. And they're very experimental and they introduce things that are just so wild and out there. And, you know, we've seen it in the past where they uh, take a console that seems to be doing not too good you know, not mm-hmm. the best, and they make it a huge seller. I didn't think the DS was going to be that much of a seller. That went on to be the second mm-hmm. best-selling console of all time. So the potentials there, I don't think realistically will get there unless um, they really throw uh, throw us a curveball. But we'll see. Uh, what do you think about it, Chris? So, uh, you know, I, I think that, that one of the things that we often overlook when we talk about things like this is is the, the giant risk that Nintendo took by um, marrying their two um, hardwares. And, and the fact that yes. even in the lean years with the Wii U, the, the DS and the 3DS were such powerhouse systems that it it really yeah it was it was bad but it wasn't terrible because they had they had that and so kind of pulling the plug on having two systems to kind of rely on at least one of them doing well mm-hmm. and throwing everything at the switch um was a huge risk and it, and it paid off and um it, well i don't i probably agree i don't know that it would get to ps2 numbers i do think it has the ability to and the reason i think that is because um nintendo was great about making games that are accessible at any scale um and so and now we're now we're just it's just becoming an indie you know machine mm-hmm. i mean you know I, I mentioned golf story earlier i mean golf story could be played you know uh, on probably a Game Boy Advance. I mean, like it's, right. you know, it probably couldn't. I, I know that I was, I'm being, you know, hyperbole, guys. But <laughs> um, the the idea is that you have a system that, that, that can continue to go. And uh, what Nintendo does really good is separates themselves from the pack. And so PlayStation and Xbox have a very focus on, we want to give you the most pristine, you know, visual quality, 4K, 8K, you know, ray tracing, whatever. And then Nintendo just wants to give you absolute fun. And that is what they sell. And, and and so with that, I think that the, the Switch itself, I mean, 10 years from now, is still going to be getting amazing games if right. people make them. You you know, I'll buy Golf Story 4 in, in, you know, in, in 10 years, you know, if they continue to be of the quality that the first one was, right? And so, um, so I do think it has the potential, it has the legs, because 
the hardware is built around great experience and the fact that you can throw it in a bag. Like I just told you, I bought an Xbox, you know, Series S. I still probably play my Switch and probably will play my Switch more because I can just throw it in a bag. It's with me all the time. It's just ready to go. And 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 having that sort of degree of portability and flexibility is is huge. And so I, I do think there's potential there. Yeah, I, I think you bring up a good point with its versatility. I think that would be the main factor that would decide how successful it becomes. But my worry is that they're focusing more on the Switch Lite, which is not as versatile. It's just like a portable thing, which is fine. But, you know, the appeal of the Switch, at least originally, was that you could play anything you want any way you want. Mm-hmm. And um, if they really lean into that with some pretty clever, unique Nintendo Magic ideas i think there's potential cool. there but um at the moment i think they're just focusing on like the hard yeah form. what do you think well, I, 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 let me just say this real quick before you jump in jake uh the only thing yeah. i'll say and i agree with you uh, i prefer my switch and we'll probably talk about that in a little while because i i did flip to the switch light for a while and, and i came back and, and we can have that conversation but i will say if they can make deals work like game pass now imagine every xbox owner that doesn't own a switch if you tell them you can pick up a 199 console have an amazing portable experience of your game pass you like you, you now have a, a an install base is going to come in and they don't want the full thing because they're going to play their xbox mm-hmm. you know but if you but if, if you can guarantee that you're going to be able to have that library that you're already paying for now on the go like that's a huge win so so again i agree with you but the switch Lite is the better sell if you are trying to sell to an audience that isn't going to play as its primary you know, console, which actually may be a win yeah. in this co- in this in this column. No, that's very clever. Well, and uh, Nintendo likes to focus. They they want to own Japan, and they are owning Japan, and they want to oh, continue yeah. to feed that crowd, which is uh, just way more portable crowd than. Oh yeah, um, and Splatoon Three market. is going to murder next year over there. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be insane. It will. <laughs> it will. So they know what they're doing, yeah. and it's you know. It's the Western crowd, I think, that gets more up and down on, like, oh, this was a great direct and this one wasn't for me type of thing. Um, seems like everything in Japan just dominates over there. They know yeah. their home base, you know, which is – they shouldn't. They should know their home base. Um, you know, I will say I think that – I think the potential's there, um, especially if we can talk about – We'll talk about a Switch Pro down the road and what that could potentially offer. Um, but, you know, guys, I want to know, uh, I want to take a deep back. This show's all about nostalgia. I want to talk about um, what was your first thoughts? Okay, we, you know, the system came out in March, but I believe it was October is when Nintendo tweeted out that creepy picture of Mario looking behind a curtain, smiling at you and then saying, like, to tune in. They had, uh, they had a video that they wanted everyone to see. And it was the announcement of the Switch and that they were going to have an event at the start at the early. Um, I think the event happened in like January or something like that. Yeah. Uh, right at the start of the new year uh, to sell everybody on it. But we saw we saw Mario Odyssey in this trailer. We we saw just this quick sizzle reel of video games and 
what the switch was going to look like. What was your, you guys remember that time and what would you think? And I want to hear about your initial purchases of your switch and switches uh, uh, to old man Chris there. So um, we can start with you, Chris, old man Chris. What do you think? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I have with uh, unashamedly been a Nintendo handheld gamer my entire life. My first brand new Nintendo and I had an NES. But my first brand new Nintendo was a Game Boy I got for my birthday mm-hmm. um, that I loved. Uh, I, uh, you know, I tell I tell a story when I, when I met my wife, I was playing my Game Boy Advance um, at a at, at a on a bench in college with my worm light eating chocolate animal crackers. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just ingrained, you know, in in me like handheld gaming. And so, you know, there were some rumors about, you know, the idea of them doing this, this, you know, portable slash hybrid console for a while. And I absolutely wanted it. Like, I didn't have to think about it. Like, you didn't have to show it to me. I, I didn't need to see it. You just need to say, I'm gonna, we're going to give you a console that's going to do everything that your 3DS does, but then also plug up to your TV. That's fine. I, I would have pre-ordered right then. I didn't need to see it. Um, when I, but, but yeah, when, when they showed it, um, I, I don't think in my head, I, because, I, because, again, we talked about this a little bit with the Direct, right? You have to temper your expectations with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was going to be a prettier 3DS right but they could play on the tv and that would be okay like like like, i wouldn't have been mad about that but but like that that was in my head that's what i was thinking i I was i was looking at my 3ds and i was looking at games like you know mario 3d land and um you know and link between worlds and thinking okay it's gonna just be a nicer version of this but i can play on the tv and i can live with that and then they showed the sizzle reel and you saw 3d mario running around i'm like that's not 3d land like Mm -hmm. like this is like a legit console and i think that was the that to me, I think was the biggest surprise is that uh, they were able to fit really console, you know, quality graphics into a, to a small form factor, which, um, which I, I don't think I was fully expecting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was sold fr- from the beginning. Like, like I, I was going to be there. It doesn't matter as long as they make Pokemon, as long as they make Zelda, as long as they make Mario, I'm, I'm going to be there. It doesn't make, they, they can sell toaster next gen and I, I'll buy yeah. it. It's fine. That, that, that's Same. fine. I'll, I'll be there. Um, but as far as like, uh, so, so so coming coming into pre-orders, <clears throat> we had a lot of horror stories with the um, the PS4. Um, you know, and so, so again, we're spaced out. But but when PS4 and Xbox One came out, there were a lot of horror stories going around Twitter and stuff about how pre-orders got you know canceled at the last minute, or Amazon was like delayed for a long time, or or all this kind of stuff. So I I got like really nervous. And then I know that Nintendo likes to falsify their you know supply and demand. So they they like to drive you know they like to keep the supply low to drive the demand up. That's that's how they've always done. And so I was like, oh my gosh, you know, again, I don't want to talk about. Zelda Joy Cons, but I'm really mad at them. Um, and so I was like, Dad Gummit, you know, <laughs> this is gonna, they're gonna be impossible to find. I'm, I'm gonna be so, so mad. So I ended up pre ordering five of them. Um, and, uh, it, it just because I wanted to make sure. And so obviously I wasn't going to buy five of them, but I, I wanted to absolutely make sure that I had them. So I ended up having five pre-orders, uh, set to go by the time launch came around. Um, and, and I kept them for a long time. I got pretty close to launch cause I was getting nervous. I'm like, they're going to start canceling. <laughs> I'm not going to get a switch and I'm going to be really mad. And so, um, I ended up giving uh, Josh Brandt, um, other, mm-hmm. another friend of the show. Um, he, he actually wasn't able to get a pre-order. So I, I, I actually gave him one of them and then i canceled one of the other ones and then i only got three 
Uh, again, I have a big family. The, it's, the, I, don't, I don't need three <laughs> switches. <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of people playing switches. So, um, so we, we got we got three in, and uh, and it was funny because the three that we got, I got one from Amazon, one from Walmart, and one from Best Buy. And they all came. One came from USPS. One came from UPS. One came from FedEx. So they all came at different times. So it was like when, when, when every time the door would would ring, you know, the kids. I, I actually took the day off. I don't remember. I, I think it was a weekday, if I remember correctly. I think it was maybe a Friday. Um, mm-hmm. But I took it the day was, off. Yeah. yeah. So so I took the day off, and the kids were super pumped. And it's like every time the door would ring, we're like, oh, there's another switch. And so we, we went with the box together. So it it, it was great, man. It, it, it was awesome. It, it was like it was like you know it was like Nintendo Christmas, uh, and we had a we had a blast with it. So, uh, by the way, I got I got one gray and two neons because the neons are by far the better console. March eighth and twenty seventeen. No, wait, was it March? No, March third. Sorry, March third. Yep. Yeah, that was a Friday. Yeah, yeah a Friday. Yep. And I, yep. I remember taking. Um, it was perfect timing for me because I remember I worked at a warehouse at the time, which was just awful worst job I ever had but uh, I made it was making a lot of money doing it and um, I took work off for the whole next week and starting on that Friday and um, we had my department was the only it's the only department in that place that was not a union Um, so we did not have to follow union rules and we were putting out record numbers for the company that they'd ever done and they gave us all a two thousand dollar bonus check and I got it they announced it like literally like the day before the switch was coming out. So I had fat cash to go in there (laughs) and I bought, I bought a pro controller. I brought all the amiibos. I bought the Zelda guidebook and I bought, um, I bought just stuff. I did not even anticipate buying. And it was just a glorious, glorious day. (laughs) Um, One, one last little uh, launch day thing that I I wanted to share. Um, So, uh, and and this is, you know, call back to what we, we opened the show with, which was the loss of, of uh, the Nintendo guru of of Bobby. Bobby was great. Um, But uh, at the time uh, I was on a couple of shows with him and, and um, Josh Brandt is a, is a notoriously a PlayStation guy. And, um, and, uh, 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 and so there was this whole thing where, where we were trying to get Josh to get a switch and Bobby actually said, if you, if you, because at that point pre-orders were sold out, we couldn't find them. And, uh, and Bobby kept telling, if you can get a pre-order, if you get a switch at launch, I will buy you breath of the wild. Wow. And, um, and so, uh, so Brant took my, uh, took my pre-order and he got the switch and, and to Bobby Paul's credit, he bought a breath of the wild. So anyway, a, a cool, fun launch day story. Bobby really wanted Josh. Cause at that point, Josh was not a Nintendo guy. And so we right. were, we were on shows together and he kept saying, you know, he kept, and he's like, you need that. You need to get it, man. You need, you need to just jump in. You need to do it. And uh, he's like, if you do it, I'll, I'll buy the game. So anyway, cool story, cool. but yeah, it was a good launch. Well, I was going to say too, real quick, talking about Bobby, like, cause at the time when I, that's how we got into podcasting. I just worked at a warehouse, so all day long I listened to podcasts and YouTube videos, and um, I specifically, the first time I think I ever really heard about Chris White, uh, old man Chris here, was because I was listening to Nintendo Dads, um, and Bobby Paws was on that, and he was talking about how Chris is crazy, and he's bought like, he's got like three Switches that he's buying, and and uh, that's really kind of started the connection of how I started to find out where chris was and his podcast and they're so cool to see how little things like that and how uh, again we talk we'll talk more next week how bobby really was um he is just this connecting piece that has connected so many shows and separate communities into this one big community and bobby paul's it's 
it's truly a tragedy that he's passed away. And I mean, in reality, he, he passed away very young in life. Yes. So, yeah. um, but with that said, uh, young Chris, what about you? What about that original trailer? I, I, I do remember watching that trailer and just freaking out about it. What about you and your, and your launch day experience with the switch? Oh man. Um, I mean, I, I, I just couldn't believe the amount of thought that they put into the whole concept behind the switch and what made it unique. Um, so when it when the switch was finally released, I didn't get one on launch day. Um, during that time, I kind of felt like I was falling out of love with games in a way. I felt like a lot of Nintendo games were starting to get a little derivative, um, and you know you could make an argument that they are, but at the same time, they still always have that unique Nintendo magic. But um, yeah, I, I waited a few months. I was like, I don't know, maybe this generation just isn't for me. And then when Mario odyssey was released and i saw the reviews and then i saw that there was like a special classic mario edition joy con uh switch edition i'm like mm, i need to get it right now <laughs> so i like rushed right to gamestop to get it um and i have been addicted to my switch ever since and i love my deep red classic mario joy cons awesome. i just i don't even want another uh pair honestly i i love all the ones that they have like that yellow and blue the orange and purple mm -hmm. the the skyward sword ones very cool but like i just need my classic red mario joy cons I yeah love i got the mario but, ones too they're they're they are um, the best color for sure nice yeah they just they just look so so nice and i'm i'm thinking about like switching over to the uh the new switch like where the switch is actually red itself when i got Lindsay. and it's like uh, yes yeah uh, i want it so bad but it's like you know what i think i need to commit to my baby my my <laughs> Mario Odyssey launch day baby that. I need it <laughs> so I'm gonna commit to that but um you know when I think of the switch I was kind of concerned when it was first um, announced because I noticed that they're kind of doing away with the silly gimmicks that mm. they tend to do quote-unquote gimmicks and I kind of like a lot of the gimmicks that they've included with these uh, systems I kind of liked the asymmetrical gameplay of the Wii U I really liked 3D in the 3DS I, I liked being able to blow into the microphone on my DS like little stupid things like that you know it's it's that Nintendo charm so I was kind of worried that they were kind of doing away with that but but when you you know take a step back and you know, and the the dual screens too, I was just like, how's this going to work with backward backwards mm -hmm. compatibility? And I do still wonder about that, but you know we'll we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> but um, you know if you really think about it, the Switch is kind of the best of both worlds uh, when we're thinking about you know a home console experience and a portable console experience. So it's it was interesting because at the time I had this belief where. There are games that were designed behind a handheld experience, and there were games designed around a home console experience. And I really thought that there was a strict difference between the two. And what I thought was really interesting with the Switch is that Nintendo decided that you can decide when you know what how you want to play the games that you want to play if you want to play you know donkey kong 94 for the game boy on your tv you can 
Uh, you know, I mean, that's not a game available on Switch, but like <laughs> theoretically or hypothetically, yeah, yeah, they gave us virtual console, um, sure, yeah, right, yeah. So uh, let's let's go with uh, Super Mario World. You know, let's say you love Super Mario World. If you want to play it on your TV, just like the old days, you can. If you want to play it in bed, you can. Yeah, and it's not going to be Nintendo or some other developer that's going to tell you, no, you need to sit down and watch and play this on a TV. You can do. You can play this game however you want. If you want to play it on a plane, if you want to play it on the TV, on the couch, if you want to play with friends, if you want to hand a friend a controller, there's all these options for you. And it's about versatility and it's about preference. And I respect that so much. It really took me some time to really understand that. But I think it's really benefited them and I think a lot of people understand that that this is a console that's for you you play this how you mm-hmm. want and so that's that's something I think is really awesome and really appealing about the Switch in general yeah. so um, yeah I'm glad that people have caught on to that. Cool. I mean primarily you can play on the toilet I mean and that's all that matters yes. right? <laughs> that's true yeah now you can take Mario Kart with you actually yeah. on the toilet right. <laughs> but also I, w- I just want to mention I'm really impressed with the, the technology and the Joy-Cons mm-hmm. I did not expect that amount of technology to be in such tiny devices the HD rumble I didn't even understand what that was at the time I'm like what are you talking about I can feel ice cubes mm-hmm. what but you really can. You can feel in in Okami when you're when you're Okami uh, or Amaterasu, and you're in the water. You can literally feel the waves around mm. you with the HD Rumble. It's the craziest, most awesome uh, sensation. It's it's so simple, and some people could make the argument that it's a gimmick, but it's so immersive in that way, and it kind of like replaces 3D in a way because instead of it being 3d that you can look at it's 3d that you can kind of feel in your hands so um yeah i I think the joy cons are really innovative and awesome joy con drift is just the perfect feature oh my god (laughs) oh my god every every time i start to like you a little bit chris you say something that just infuriates me (laughs) the joy con is the absolute worst controller (laughs) in the history of video games Uh it is my number one problem with the with with the switch and i absolutely hate them and if they are on the Switch Why? Pro, Uh-oh. I'm going to drive my car off a frickin' bridge. <laughs> well... You can borrow mine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, why, though? They're, like, an amazing piece of technology. I don't think they're comfortable by any stretch. I think they're really uncomfortable, and I actually don't use them. But uh, the technology that's within them, I use, well, the technology in the, the is the same that's in the Pro Controller. I use my Pro Controller. Yeah. But what is in the Joy-Cons, what they're able to do and capable of is extremely impressive. I, I, I do I do agree. HD Rumble is fantastic. I, I, I'll, I'll give you that. And I will say that this is what the, the what is it called? The DualSense, the, the new PlayStation controller does like yeah. a, like an advanced yes. version of this. And and I'm actually, now that I'm playing my Series S, I'm, I'm a little depressed that that's not, that, that's not there because I, I hear it's really, really cool. Right? And so, no, I, I agree. HD Rumble, I, I'll give you that. Um, but the Joy-Cons themselves, the fact that they are still to this day, we, we are celebrating the fourth anniversary of the system and brand new Switch Joy-Cons are experiencing drift. That is a problem. That right. that, that is mm-hmm. that, that, oh, that yes. is no longer acceptable 
by anybody else except for Nintendo fans. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I hate them. I, 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 I think that they are, they're overpriced. I think that the rail yes. on them is plastic and they, they, they wear out way too fast and they just slide off whenever you're playing. I don't yeah. like that. They slide off at all. I, I actually prefer the switch light in every single way to the system. If my switch light would dock, I would never ever touch the original switch ever again, mm. but they take yep. the dock, the docking feature away. And so, you know, what are you going to do? The fact that I have a D pad. So I, I play, I bought a Hori, um, a Hori left joy con mm. that has a D pad yes. on it. And it's also branded after Zelda. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a win win and I right. play, um, yes, I nice. play because every, now, uh, you need to understand, I bought three Switches at launch. I bought the Mario Switch, okay? So I have four standard wow. Switches. And then we have we have, uh, what I tell, we have four Switch lights in the house. We have eight Switches, okay? I do not have one left Joy-Con in my house that does not drift. Not one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's ridiculous. I, 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 bought this, I, bought, I bought this Hori. Nah, no, 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 that, no. It's no, free. No, I put them in the trash. Um, <laughs> I bought this. I bought this Hori oh, D pad Joy-Con, um, and I and I've used this for two years now, and it has never once drifted. It's absolutely great. The fact that Hori can make a controller better than Nintendo is an embarrassment. Nintendo should be embarrassed. Yep. I hate the Joy-Con. I don't want them. If they're on the Switch Pro, I am going to be furious. I want to be back on the show when that happens because <laughs> I want to let my fury known. Okay. <laughs> Chris's fear. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally, totally, totally agree with you. It is absolutely embarrassing and unacceptable that we are still four years later, like you said, still having Joy-Con drift. That is, ju- that is so honestly like hurtful in a way uh, being a Nintendo fan that they haven't even addressed this. They know this is an yep. issue and they know that we're going to pay mm-hmm. $80 for these joy cons and we're just going to have to deal with it. And it makes me worry about its legacy and its collectability because you know, there's so many amazing games, but we're not going to be able to play them. What two years after the switch is no longer in production. Yep. It's it's yes. it's awful. Right. So no, I I just what I wanted to bring up is the technology in yes. them in regards to the gyroscope and accelerometer and the HD yes. rumble. It's very impressive, but they got to get their act together with the yeah. the joysticks and uh, the D pads. It's really yeah. outrageous. And I will say, just just I agree. We we got one two switch at launch. That was the first game that we played because we all got in the living room. We plugged it up. We pulled out one two switch and the technology that. The things you were able to do, you know, with the technology, the the, you know, the ice and the cup, and you know, and and then the, the guessing the balls game, like fantastic. Like at that moment, I was like, "This is revolutionary. This is great." And then, like two weeks later, when I couldn't play a game because it, my character walked in a friggin' circle, I was like, <laughs> "What is happening?" <laughs> you know. So right, right. anyway, but no, I, I agree. HG Rumble is fantastic. Well, I think uh, bringing up that game is a great segue into uh, the next segment that we want to do. Chris mentioned that, you know, he was worried Nintendo was going to get away from, like, being unique and doing their quirky things. And I think Nintendo um, has shown in different projects that they um, are still doing that. Um, The Switch itself, I will say, is probably the sexiest system that they've ever made. It's sleek. It looks good. The When you turn it on, I mean, the, the menu is just so it's simple and crisp and you just 
find your files. There you go. I know I do miss the charm of like having a theme in the background. I wish that they could start doing that stuff. But in general, they've done a fantastic job at making it not look like it's a what's well, Hasbro uh, kids toy. Um, what the Wii U felt like yes. um, and right. to being something that felt very Apple-esque. Um, but with that and, and with 1-2 Switch, well, let's talk about just some of the gimmicks that we have seen. Have the gimmicks been successful? Have they been great? Have they been okay? Have they been what are you doing kind of crap? Or did they not explore them enough? Um, and young Chris, let's talk about it. What, 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 what are some of the things that you've really loved Nintendo has done? Um, so the Switch, it's an interesting console, uh, when we're talking about, you know, the gimmicks and stuff. I get Nintendo consoles for these weird gimmicks because I just find them so charming. It's unlike anything else that you get on all these other systems, and they do them really, really well usually. So one of my favorite things that the Switch has come to offer to uh, the market is Labo. I think Labo is absolutely genius, and it is an atrocity that it has not caught on with the public. Um, I think that has to do with the price. Um, $80 is very steep. But um, for what it is, and you know, when you play it, it is absolutely genius. The people who have designed these things have thought so meticulously about how to incorporate the technology within the Joy-Con, and just one Joy-Con or a few, or you know, there's a whole bunch of different things that you can do, and incorporate that into a you know a console or device or toy or something that you create. It, with very simple materials like cardboard and stickers and stuff, things that kids can create, and it just brings about this entirely new experience that you know you can be proud of because you built it. And it, what you are able to do with the Joy-Con is just mind-blowing to play the piano with a Joy-Con because the Joy-Con has that sensor in it where it can read, you know, uh, the different chords that you're playing because of the the AR sensor, IR sensor, whatever that is, infrared, I think that's it. So Labo, to me, is just uh, insanely, insanely clever. And uh, Ring Fit Adventure, I want to bring up Ring Fit Adventure. Um, Ring Fit is, you know, it's a game that's so thoughtfully designed because you know we fit was really great for what it was you know we have a whole episode on that but i think they really learned what what works with the the typical person they they kind of incorporated more positive psychology but you know it's such a showcase of what's inside that controller just this itty bitty controller can tell you what your pulse is um and it can detect, you know, your body movement if you put it in two different places uh, on your body. And it's just uh, so cleverly designed. It's a, a game that you'll never be able to get anywhere else. Um, and, it, you know, it's an RPG. Who would have thought that an RPG would make a perfect exercise game? But all of the elements within an RPG um, just line up so perfectly uh, with, with an exercise game. So, uh, yeah, I would say Labo and Ring Fit Adventure are, are my two favorite gimmicks that the Switch has offered. What about you, Chris White? Yeah, so first off, we jumped into Labo 2. Um, I don't think I'm as high as it um, as on it as you are, only for the fact, well, two factors. One, I don't think the longevity is there with it. Um, 
the games are really fun, but they're, they just don't have a lot of legs. Um, but the, the, the big, honestly, seriously, the biggest part for me is, is I don't have any room. Um, you know, we have, we yeah. have a big family, we have, we have a lot of space. And so with all that cardboard, um, you know, we ended up buying like a, like a, like a big, uh, like a Rubbermaid, you know, storage crate and just threw it all in. But like to get it all out, we just don't have the space to keep it out. And so whenever you, whenever you do get ready to play, it's like, oh, do we want to get, you know, we want to go in the garage and get it all out. It's like, no, probably not. And so, so we, we don't, we ended up not playing it as much just because, it was a little bit cumbersome. Um, I thought the fishing game was fantastic. It was my favorite. That, that was the one I played the most. Um, yeah, but they're good. So yeah, impressive. but but I will say yeah. beyond beyond the actual game part, I thought the the building was the highlight. Like we all did it together as a family. All we had the piano, we had both of the the robot and the other kit, um, and. Um, and we, it was fantastic. We loved it. The kids got around the table. You know, we all took turns, you know, putting little, you know, different things together. Um, I, I honestly think we spent the most time racing those little remote control cars. You know, they were just the little bug things that put you sl- the Joy-Cons yeah. in. The kids loved just like bouncing around the table. It was super fun. Um, so it, isn't that amazing? Yeah, though, no, that it's, it's, you can make something absolutely. move by the vibration of the controller. Absolutely. It's amazing. Absolutely. I, I would say I wish that was the experiment. I, I wish the experiment was. Um, you know, because obviously you can't play with a Joy-Con because the because the, the joysticks don't work. So I wish the experience was let's put Joy-Cons on things that do stuff, like make it a real world video game, not not a not a not an an augment to your video game. But anyway, that's uh, I'm not I, I don't work for Nintendo, so that's not what they did. <laughs> but I thought level was fine. Um, I, I, so there's not really a lot of other gimmicks I can think of. I, I'll say you know the one that came out. Uh, the in the last year, right? We had Mario Kart Living Room Edition, yes. whatever that, whatever that was. like live yeah, tour, live tour. Whatever. I, I, I didn't get that. Uh, see my previous answer about space. Um, that is something that I, that I would like to right. get at some point. We're actually in the process of moving, so maybe we'll have a little more space in the new house to do it. But, um, but, but like the whole idea, and, and even reviews, it's mostly good. I, I think that the the biggest complaint that I've seen consistently through it is that there's some connectivity issue, um, you know, where, where it kind of loses connection to the switch. And obviously that's not good, but when it works, it works great. And, and the fact that you can, you, you know, I like it's a physical experience. And, and this goes back to, to, to Labo. One of the things that as a parent, what, you know, one of the things that you have to think about is like how much time are your kids just staring at a screen and just, and that's the only experience they have. So to be able to kind of mar- marry that with you're physically doing something like the, the funnest part of, of, of the Mario Kart stuff is, is like creating your own course, you know, like, like putting obstacles in the way and setting up your track and you're actually in real life doing that. You know, you're not just you're sitting on yeah. the couch staring at it, you know, at a screen and then Labo had kind of that same feel to it too, which is really cool. And, and even ring fit, you know, and, and I think that that's what's Nintendo is good at is giving you an example to just get off of the, off the couch, not just be on the couch, you know, all the time. Um, mm-hmm. the, the only other thing that I would mention, uh, kind of along these lines real quick, and then I'll, I'll throw it to Jacob to wrap up is, um, uh, there, there is, and again, because we live in a house with so many switches, um, I, I don't think that I think that Nintendo wanted this to be a bigger thing um, than it has been, and I think it's just because you have to have multiple switches around. But, um, but in Mario Party, and I think Mario Party may be the only game that does it. It's the only one that I'm aware of. But you can do there are like specific mini games that you can put the systems next to each other, and mm-hmm. and, and they kind of they kind of talk to each other until you have an expanded screen space. Yeah, and um, right. And that idea 
is really cool. I, I don't I don't think that they've really followed up on it, and, and I don't know that they will again. But be, again, because we're in the house and there's so many of us, uh, you know, like I said, we have what I say eight switches, I think is what we have in the house now. So, I mean, to have a game, you know, <laughs> e- even like, um, what was the, the clubhouse games, right? That just came out. Like, it would be super cool if yes. you were playing maybe like poker or something that you would sit your switch down and the other person was, and, and you would be able to have like a, now like a big, you know, poker table or, you know, something like that. I think, I think that would be kind of cool. They haven't really used it, or at least I haven't used it outside of Mario party, but, but the, the few little mini games that they had a Mario party, um, that, you know, they worked good and, and it, it was a cool little gimmick. It was fun. The kids had fun. I, I don't know that, you know, I'd play a whole game like that, but it was kind of cool. Yeah, I think like Nintendo's just amazing. And you, you bring up so many, so many good points. I, I really like that. You mentioned that, you know, they are really focused on, you know, creating these new experiences. And a lot of the experiences that they've been providing to us lately are not just things that are devoted to a screen. It takes the Nintendo experience outside of that screen and into your yep. world with Ring Fit Adventure, Labo, the Mario Kart Tour yep. thing. Um, that's that's something that I think is that they're nailing so much more than anyone else and they're they're doing such a great job at it and it's it's very refreshing. Yep. Jake, yeah. what about you? You know, overall I would think I think that I never got Labo. I thought it was I just kind of saw the mess that it could become. And, um, come on, man, you have kids, dude. It's so much fun with the kids to be able to build yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, come on. It's great. They're just too young. I mean, oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's fair. Out. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're two and four now. And Jack was just <laughs> in his mother at the time. You yeah, know, that's true. That's true. It, yeah. And Riley was too. So, um, if they were a little bit older, I absolutely think I would have eaten that up more, but you know, just, for the time and place I was, I think you had to be you have to be in the right space of, of life in yeah. order to do that stuff. Um, and I think I wish we could do more with it. I wish they would do more with it. Um, however, you know, it's uh, they haven't. I feel like they have not done as much as we would like to see. Um, you know, you mentioned yeah. Mario Party, and I really feel like Mario. You want to reinvent Mario Party? Um, I really take advantage of what they try to do with that and make make a whole game out of uh, mini games out of those joy cons and doing unique little things with that i think they would make that game just feel not like the past you know something new and fresh and um that game honestly didn't it sold a lot but it was does it does not sit well in our memory banks of one of the top greatest switch games and Um, I feel like they just have not fully experimented on that stuff with that. Um, I think Ring Fit is the greatest thing they've done. Um, I just, I absolutely love it. I mean, I want them to, I want them to do more. I honestly, I really, I would love like a Nintendo Apple Watch type of thing where it's, it, it measures your heart rate more accurately. Um, Don't worry, it's coming. You remember, you know, what, five, ten years ago, they had that, uh, the little finger, the little, you, you, it's like oh, a yeah. sensory pulse sensor. thing. Finger yeah. Sensor. I mean, there's no, I mean, yeah. at some point, they're just going to wheel in like a hospital bed with an IV in your house and be just like, <laughs> live in this bed. We're going to monitor all your vitals. Um, but yeah, so no, I, I, I do think, <laughs> I, I could see a watch, I could see, you know, different sensors and stuff yeah. coming. Absolutely. I would love that. Yeah, um, yeah. And you brought up, I'm glad you brought up one, two switch. 
They haven't made a game like that since. And don't get me wrong, at the start of the system, that was not a game I wanted to see. I wanted to see the more stuff of Mario and Zelda and stuff like that. However, it was... The fact that we don't have a WarioWare game right now is is just a slap in the face. Come on. It's criminal. I agree. And those Joy-Cons are prime for it. Yeah, for sure. um, They could do more with it. I think what they've done so far... I think Ring Fit has actually exceeded their expectations. It's sold in immensely. Um, I think that's a lot of it is due to the uh, quarantine of last year. Um, a lot of people were at home and they bought it to do something. So um, outside of that, though, I think that they have held themselves back a little bit with it. Um, rightfully so. You know, it's just they haven't dived full in on like they did the Wii days for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that could be credited to a couple things, though. I think they're in this weird phase where they're just trying to get out all these ports, you know, all these ports that they're putting, uh, you know, giving us from the Wii U and whatever. They're selling well. There's no denying that. And we're just going to have to wait until they're they ported everything that they want and and then once that happens they'll start transitioning into more new experiences and i think we'll be able to see a little bit more um you know uh, creativity and innovation uh when those titles do get released and i i I think that they're a little weary to release other gimmicky titles because you know the that kind of was detrimental to the wii and the wii u because both of them were consoles that kind of relied heavily on gimmicks and so they don't want to really you know put themselves in a corner with that type of uh, focus so i think they're playing it safe Porting games that they know are going to sell well and have mass appeal, etc., and then they're going to slowly incorporate um, a few more gimmicks and in, in just uh, a little in, in more clever ways. Yeah, sure. Well, um, you know, past the gimmicks, um, we have the future of the Switch. You know, we have a Switch Lite, which uh, Chris mentioned. You know, it, it really does appeal to a different crowd. It was a smart move by Nintendo. And the rumors over the past year and are still going strong of a Switch Pro. Um, do we think this is real? Do you think it's coming soon? Or do you think it's another year or so off? And what do you want out of a Switch Pro? Um, old man Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely won, and I think I alluded to that earlier. Uh, I do think we're going to get it. I actually think it will be next year. I think we'll launch with Breath of the Wild, and I think it will be at the fifth year anniversary, so we'll get it March-ish next year. Um, I think that uh, th- there's been some talk about maybe it coming out now that we have the Switch Lite. It would just be like a home console. Uh, I think that that's detrimental to what Nintendo is going to want to do or try to do so i I actually think it's going to be the exact same thing um um, i think that the the big change of course will be 4k on the tv i think it will be 1080p on the screen um unfortunately because they like money and because nintendo fans are loyal um they're going to (laughs) keep joy cons Mm -hmm. on it um hopefully god hopefully we get a joy con 2.0 but still backwards compatible. So it's like, hey, if you have that box full of Joy-Cons that never worked, you can still use them if you want. Um, but now here's something that actually does work. Um, right. So ho- hopefully we get something you know similar to that. I-, I would I would like it to be a little more gamer feeling. Like 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 I, I, I'm talking about the Joy-Cons have a little bit more ergonomics um, than mm-hmm. the ones like, I, like yes. I do like that it's thin and it's very portable. But but at the same time, sometimes I'm holding that beast and I'm like, man, I just wish there was a little something. I, I bought a satisfaction 
satisfied grip, which is great. But if it just had to, that's, that, that to me is a little too bulky, right? So it's like somewhere kind of in the middle would be nice. Um, as far as gimmicks, though, and and and, and I'll, I'll be quick, but I do think that the gimmick for for because there's always going to be a gimmick. Um, I don't think they're going to change much. I think we're going to see a camera on the backside of the Switch Pro, and I think mm. augmented reality is going to be the big push for the Switch Pro. Um, cool. With a game like you know uh, Pokemon Snap coming out, um, you know that imagine Pokemon Snap, but actually being in your backyard you know, kind of like cool. they do with, with Pokemon go, but actually being able to play, you know, with like, uh, like, and, and then, and now imagine Mario maker three in your backyard where you're building a Mario level in your backyard with your children. Fantastic. So, um, I, I do think that the Nintendo's played around. I don't know if you guys played that a lot with the three DS, but like face Raiders, which <laughs> we played so much face Raiders in yeah. our house where you would take a picture yeah, and you make, you know, I was always the bad guy for some reason. I, now that I'm thinking about this, I'm really worried <laughs> about my children. Um, I pray for me tonight um but uh but you know you just go around and you you know you shoot you know, somebody's face and it's just so much it was so much fun and uh and so nintendo's not done with that so so there has to be a gimmick when the switch pro comes out it's not just going to be up they're going to put something in it my guess is an augmented reality camera in the back mm-hmm. that's a really interesting idea i could definitely see that happening my only thought is that it seems like a lot of their more traditional games seem to be selling better so I think they might be more focused on making it more of a you know traditional uh, quote unquote hardcore ish console but I do hope they do something like that that's that's a great very Nintendo-y idea and I think it's the, the time is right for that um, as for my wishes for the Switch Pro I just hope that it's more comfortable like you said it's a beautiful system uh, you know, like Jacob said, it's one of the best looking consoles they've ever designed. I'm really surprised, you know, how they were able to pull off such a good looking system that's both portable and, you know, has a home console feature. Um, so, yeah, it looks great, but I don't like holding it. So that's why I play everything on the TV with my pro controller. It's just a lot more comfortable. But, you know, playing it in my bed would be more comfortable. But I just don't like holding it, uh, especially with the detachable controllers. It, it works well enough but it could be better mm-hmm. um i think you know just like a little handle at the end or something something to grip um reliable controllers uh i'm not gonna go into too much uh, depth with that because we all know about it but it is it, the time has come for them to release a more reliable yep. controller and uh i i just worry about the future of the current switch if they don't do that um and I think my last wish, I, I don't really care about, you know, 4K stuff. I don't have a 4K TV, but if uh, it can up-res to that, great. That that will make uh, its future prospects even better. Um, I hope the battery is better, of course, um, although I hear the new one's pretty impressive uh, as it is. Um, but I just care about a better screen. Um, you know, it was a, a really nice upgrade going from the Wii U gamepad to the Switch, and it looks really, really good, but... It could look better, and it would just be nice to have a a very crisp screen when playing in portable mode. And that's it. Cool. Um, With a pro, you know, I really just I would, you know, I would love a 4K uh, graphics on the TV and the 1080, um, and just be able to handle. All I care about mostly is that it it can do that. I just want to, I wanted to bridge the gap to stay close, so third parties continue to 
not struggle bringing stuff over to it. That's my biggest fear is that the gap with uh, current gens um, and the current Switch is going to get so big that Nintendo is going to start to... Because that's always been their Achilles heel in the past. They have their first party, but then third parties never want to come. Or you get crap third-party ports because... Or something entirely different. I'll never forget when... I used to love to play Madden on the GameCube, and it, it went well with you know their ones. And then the Wii comes out, and I'm playing <laughs> as Peyton Manning, and he's like a bobblehead. I'm like, what is this crap? You know, <laughs> I hated it, and I don't want Nintendo to ever go back to those days. So I just want enough horsepower in it so it can stay up to up with those other ones. Hey Jacob, <laughs> ha- have you played yeah. any of the cloud-based games? I played a little bit of that uh, red game. Control? Yeah, yeah. I played a little bit of it. I, I haven't like really dove too much into it, but a little bit of it, yeah. So I, I so, so to answer your question, they're not, or to answer your statement, they're not going to be able to keep up with third party traditionally, but but I do think that the Switch Pro will, will ship with a fantastic modem, like antenna built in. Mm. And I think mm. that I think yeah. that they are going to push to bring those experiences cloud based. And I think you're mm. going to see parity with things like Assassin's Creed and cool. you know and things like control and you know and I think that you will start seeing more parity with that but coming through a cloud service, maybe Game Pass, but we'll hey, see. hey. Right. I would love that. But I mean if if they do do that, hopefully we'll have antennas that make the online experience with Way the better. Switch <laughs> much, much better. If 3D World is having issues with online, that is embarrassing, yes. and you need to upgrade that immediately. Yep. That is not a uh, technically um, demanding game, no. so that needs to get fixed Well, that's immediately. a good point. I mean, you know, we've praised the Switch a lot, and there's a lot, rightfully so, to be praised. Um, Nintendo's doing so much great, and at the end of the day, it's their content of video games that they've put out there, but... You, I know we, we wanted to talk, and we won't spend too much time on it, but just some negatives. We've already bashed the Joy-Cons um, <laughs> enough, I think. Um, but Sorry, that was my fault. No, it's okay. I, it was needed. One thing I, I have had an issue with, with Nintendo is that, although we love these old games, and I know the Wii U did not sell well, I really feel like the Switch would be in some deep crap right now if they didn't have those Wii U ports. Um question yeah. is would they have put the emphasis that they did to put the teams that put work into porting those games and the content would we have more traditional switch games like that's my problem is i look at my library and half of my library is games that i already own on another system yeah. and i'm like i want more original content that was directly made for my switch um right. is is you know, I feel like that's a kind of a an issue. I, I I guess I take, even though Nintendo don't care because they're selling millions of millions of copies, and so I understand it. But just as a Nintendo fan, I really feel a little bit sad that like I don't have a whole library. Just I feel like the library could be bigger of stuff that was designatedly made for the Switch. Do you guys have an issue yep. with that, or is that just more me? Yeah, so I, so no. I, here, here's here's my take on that, though, Jacob. I, I think for me the problem is, and that, and so my, my biggest obviously disappointment was the Joy-Con, um, uh, but my second was Virtual Console. Like that, that's the problem. The problem is we. 
it, it, it's insane to me that we're at year four and we don't really have a, a proper virtual console. Right. We have SNES Online and NES Online. Now, I would be perfectly fine if they want to just put it as part of the service and they just give us all the games. That's fine. But I would also just be fine going back into a virtual console. And if I want to, you know, uh, you know, buy GameCube game, like I want to play Beautiful Joe. Like, why can't I play Beautiful yeah, yeah. Joe on my Switch? Like, there's no reason other than them just not giving it to me, right? Yeah. Are they going to remake it one day? Probably. And will I buy it? Probably. But yeah. I would probably also buy it both ways anyways, you know? So it's like, I agree with you that that I, I would like to see resources being you know, given to, to more, you know, uh, newer or, or different ideas. And, and, and I, I do agree with that. But I think that, that that is offset if you if you just give us the games like I don't I didn't need Super Mario Sunshine in the 3D collection. Just give me access to a GameCube virtual console where I can buy Super Mario Sunshine. Like, how right. hard is that? I mean, it was on the Wii or on the Wii U. Like, the fact that it's not there is crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, I could see Beautiful Joe being ported to the Switch, but by Cop- Capcom, not so much in, like, a virtual console right, right. thing. But, um, but Jacob, I, I'm 100,000% with you with your concern. You know, it, it's like I mentioned before. They're kind of just in a phase where they're getting all these ports out. Um, and it's it's been weird because the original games that they have developed for the Switch have been mixed to me. Uh, some of them have been... Uh, mediocre, like Yoshi's Crafted yeah. World. I love Yoshi's Woolly World, yeah. and Yoshi's Crafted World is it's it has a really cool premise, but um, they could have done a little bit yeah. more with that and made the music less obnoxious. Um, and Kirby's Star Allies, uh, you know, looks great, but you know, I, I it's not Robobot. No, it's pretty boring, um, actually. So. Yeah, uh, I don't know. So it's been a mixed bag, and I I do wish that they had more teams focus on more original content. And you know, I've mentioned this a few times. Um, their teams for their handhold co- handheld consoles and their home consoles are now under one roof. Right. Why aren't we getting uh, as much games as the both of those were combined at the time? It's it just seems like we're just getting the same amount that a typical home console gets. Sure. So where's the rest? Um, I think we're going to get more in time. Obviously, it's just really frustrating to you know get the same games that we've been given and we have already bought as Nintendo fans, and it just feels like our loyalty is uh, taking a while to be rewarded. So, um, yeah, we'll get it in time. We just got to be patient. I do kind of feel like as we're closing out, like almost every single Wii U quality game has been ported to this point. Yeah, I think you're going to see, you know, the Zelda games over now um, this year. But um, I do kind of feel like with the launch of a with the inevitable Switch Pro, I think we're going to basically see like almost like a relaunch, um, yeah. a second a second wave of Mario Odyssey 2, Breath of the Wild 2 is already on the way. You're going to get the Prime 4 games. Like, we're just going to see, like, a second life. And that's why, I kind of going back to my uh, thought process of, could this outsell the PS2 numbers? I think if you have a whole, basically almost a, a fresh restart, it's only going to add to it. Um, but what yeah, are you, know. Chris? Well, uh, I just have a quick question for you guys. So would you guys prefer that the next Switch that they launch, the Switch Pro, would you rather it be the Switch 1.5 or would you rather it be the next Switch? 
and it just be like this incremental uh, thing where every few years we get the next generation in a way, kind of like the Xbox One X kind of was, you know. It's kind of like in between those worlds of being next gen and previous. Yeah, gen. I, I think that I think Nintendo is following a very Apple uh, playbook yeah. so far. So I could see them basically releasing a Switch every five years, and it yeah. just be you know, and they'll call it some you know some stupid you know <laughs> new new sunshine in the sky <laughs> Switch two, <laughs> featuring, featuring knuckles. knuckles. Yeah, yeah. so uh, like I mean, they'll always come up with some dumb name to do it, but. But um, but I I do think that at least for the foreseeable future, I think that that's the plan. I I actually don't see Nintendo releasing a new console unless it is a different console. Like like yeah. I, I I don't I don't see them jumping to a brand new like model unless they just introduce something brand new. And so I, I think that, you know, I, and they may call it switch. They, they will never call it switch Two. I wish they would call it super switch. That'd be fantastic. I do too. Um, but like, it'll be called like new switch. I mean, honestly, that's probably what it's going to be called. Please Just get ready for it. It's going to be probably called New Switch. I don't think it's going to be called Switch I Pro. Know. I think we call it that because it's it's going to be an upgrade, but it's definitely not going to be called that. I think it will be called New Switch, and I think that it will be basically the same thing. I think they'll have a, an advanced uh, Joy-Con, you know, set like we talked about. I think it's going to add a camera and then better graphics, you know, and a little stronger horsepower, probably a little bit of battery life. It's just going to be a, an incremental upgrade, just like the iPads are every two, you know, every one to two years, and so and that's fine. Uh, that's fine. I, I'll buy every. Every five years, if they give me a, a little bit of a better switch, I'll buy it every time. I will too. I actually prefer that model, and it honestly just kind of feels like a modern version of going from a NES to a Super NES. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's really yeah. cool. And I guess to capitalize on what we've talked about with the Switch, that's what I've always felt like. I feel like the Switch is the best. A little bit of all of its past Nintendo systems, I felt like. It's got a little bit of everything in it. And even in that presentation, they highlighted every single system they ever released and kind of compared them all of like why the Switch is like an all-in-one deal type of thing. So, um, you know, if you guys have any other comments on that, I want to get our top five Switch games that have come out. um, And and then we can uh, close out this this long episode. (laughs) Sorry. I haven't been on for I haven't no, been on for a while, Jacob. So I told you I, I was pumped. I had a lot to say. So sorry. And you did, you did, and you <laughs> have uh, done a great job, and we're g- glad to have you on. Uh, well, mm-hmm. let's start with you, Chris. Why don't we go ahead start from number five and whittle it down to number one? Okay, so you you want old Chris or or, or young handsome Chris? Old, old Chris. Old Chris. Okay. Old Chris. <laughs> now, so you want me to give you all five just just for me? Okay. So um, this is actually very hard. Uh, one of the things that I did try to do was I tried to just pick uh, not remakes because I would probably put like Pikmin on my list because Pikmin 3 was right. fantastic. Um, and the 3D world is also brilliant. But um, so I, I try to not do remakes. So um, at number five, I have Golf Story. Uh, we've already talked about that a lot. I, mm-hmm. I love Golf Story. It's my favorite indie game uh, on the system. Fantastic. Um, at number four, I put Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Um, again, uh, call back to earlier strat RPGs are my absolute favorite genre of game. And so I had, I, I was not expecting to like this game at all, mm-hmm. um, because I absolutely d- detest rabbits. Um, but I jumped in yeah, and I love, it. I, I've beat it, I think like three times. I, I love it. It's so good. Um, it's, it's really great. I, I and speaking of, we need another, we need another, another of these games. You know. It's prime for a sequel. Um, at number three, I have Odyssey. 
Odyssey is not my favorite Mario game, um, uh, but I love it. It looks great. It, it, it's Mario. It plays great. I think there's some great stuff uh, in it uh, from start to finish. Like, I don't really have any complaints about it, um, and and it's, it's great. It's 3D Mario. I mean, you can't really say much about that. Um, my number two game was Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, I am a, I'm a huge Pokemon fan. Uh, I think Sword and Shield may be my second favorite po- Pokemon game of all time, but behind gold and silver. Um, it's, uh, it's great. I love it. I, I like, I still play it on a weekly basis. If not, if not sometimes daily on a mm-hmm. weekly basis, I still jump in. I do max raid battles. You know, I, I go around and do stuff. I just completed the, the, the tundra, um, stuff with a big fluffy head guy. Now, look, I'm a huge Pokemon fan, but I'm not like a crazy Pokemon fan. Like, I don't remember all their names. I just know floaty head guy right. who sits on the <laughs> horse, has a giant head. Deer guy, he's great. <laughs> Just caught him. Finished the, the Tundra DLC. Um, but yeah, I, I love Pokemon Sword and Shield. I thought it was great. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to jump into the Diamond and Pearl remakes. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Pokemon Legend looks great. That's fine. Oh, yeah. But I, I'm I'm excited for the next proper Pokemon, whatever that's going to be. Um, and then number yeah. one has to be it has to be is Breath of the Wild. I and mean, Breath of the Wild is absolutely my favorite game of all time. It is wow. top to bottom. It is brilliant. I love it. Um, I play Zelda. Um, I, I know that it gets a lot of knocks for not having Zelda dungeons, and I get music. that. Music, and I yeah, that well, yeah, but but right. the way they do music is very cool. Um, sure, by not having it, yeah. I mean, but 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 like that's like Zelda Breath of the Wild more than any game to me felt like an experience. Like I mean, it was you know. No, I, it, I it was so. Um, but no, no, I I, I agree. I, it, it did it did seem weird sometimes. Like, why do we not have music? Um, but um, and the dungeon thing doesn't bother me, you know, too much. You just get lost in that world, and I've put you know well over a hundred hours into it. And every now and then I'll log in and just run around and just see what kind of shenanigans I can get up to. It's a fantastic game, my favorite game of all time. Cool, cool. Awesome. Well, young Chris. Good picks. Young, handsome Chris. <laughs> uh, I like all these adjectives that we're adding to my name. Um, <laughs> except uh, anyone who's listening, if they saw me, they'd be like, whoa. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, know this is about. why we're audio podcast only, Chris. Okay, we yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, I'd use some other words, but sure. Um, so these are games that are special to me, that they, they make the Switch special. They give this unique identity to the switch and their experiences that I'll just always never forget um, so it's not like an objective list of the best games ever but I have adored my time with Labo it Ooh. is a very childish <laughs> uh, thing but honestly it's very relaxing it's kind of like Legos you know um, every once in a while I'll just pick up like a Lego set and build them and just have like a, an adult beverage and relax and it's it's very fun and I've done the same thing with Labo and it's just very fun to create all these silly little experiments that they have for you and it's it's great you can't get that anywhere else and we may not ever get that again and it's really unfortunate but I've really cherished my time with building these you things. have to tell us um, like what is your favorite one I mean the, 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 there's a ton of different games like what is the one you really like I told you mine was fishing I, I love the fishing game uh so like w- yes. what would you say is like like the one like the best one 
Ooh, I you know what? I think I'm gonna say fishing as well. Fish I haven't got. I I've gotten like um I I've only gotten like halfway into the second one, the robot one. Uh, so I haven't been able to play that one yet. Um, I do have three and four, like the vehicle one and the VR one. I feel like those will probably be my favorites, yeah. but it's just been fun to discover what they have. And yeah, I, so far I'd say yeah, the fishing one. Great. Like that really caught me by surprise to like bring this. Um, simulation of fishing into like with your switch screen and a Joy-Con and like this cardboard thing that you're holding and it's it, it's legit and it's very fun it's super impressive and I just think that Labo is just so awesome for like a STEM activity um, you know not just for me obviously but for kids and I just think it's important to have something like that out there yep. and really flesh out your system in that yeah, way very cool. yeah um, yeah um uh, Hat in Time is my number four pick. Um, you know, Jacob and I really long for the days of the these golden mm-hmm. age 3D platformers and collectathon games. And I think A Hat in Time not just nails that feel, but adds a, a bit of unique flavor to it too. Yeah. Um, and it really pushes. 3D platformers as well. They have all these unique ideas, like the contracts, and you can pick these different paths, and I just really appreciate the the thought that they've put into that. Uh, my number three pick is, uh, surprisingly, Adventure Pals. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever played Adventure Pals, yes. but it's basically like it's like Yoshi's Island, but with Adventure Time-looking graphics oh, in yeah. a way. It's great. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's colorful, it's fun, it's very simple, and they have pretty cool level design, and just, it's very silly and fun to collect stuff. Uh, number two is Ring Fit Adventure. Um, I've talked about it a million times, and I'm just super impressed with what they were able to do with uh, the, the uh, controllers and uh, capabilities that they're limited to. And um, it's just, it's fun. It's a great uh, exercise game. And uh, my favorite game, and I've mentioned this a couple times so far today, Killer Queen Black. Wow. Um, it's All a right. genre, yeah. Killer, it's it's a genre that I thought I would have zero interest in, but I am so addicted to it. Uh, everyone who walks past my room is probably sick of the <laughs> uh, the guitar song that they have, and I'm just like always screaming at the controller. And it's just such a rush, and it just makes me love video games. It makes me love the how simple they can be, but how how much. Um, complexity yeah. they can have too, and and that that drive to master what you're playing. So um, I just love it. It's very silly, and um, it's a great experience, and I highly recommend. It's a great it. list, man. That's cool. It's good and Thank very you. unique. Yep. Thanks. Okay, so from descending order, um, this is a hard list to put together. Um, golly gee, I don't even know. I'm kind of questioning my number order right now. Yeah, just but. just as a reminder, Diddy <laughs> Kong is not on the Switch because the Switch is a good console, so don't make sure that's not on your list. That's cut. Well, you're lucky that it's not because it would be number that's one. That's right. It would be number no, one, kidding. probably. So, <laughs> it's just kind of a... I don't know how to describe this because this game is like in my top five and probably of all time. Um, and I've already talked about it today, but I'm putting number five as Undertale. Um, again, if you guys have nice. not played the game, play it and get deep. And you need to play it after you do research, after you've had completed a, a, a regular playthrough. And go back, do some research, and then do another run. And you guys will be blown away. I mean, the game... Oh, I can't even... 
we I'd be on for another two hours if I could talk about it in depth. Uh, we have an Undertale episode. Go back and check it out. Um, number four, Smash Bros. Ultimate. I think it's the best Smash that's ever been nice. created. Um, and there's still a couple things that I wish we had with it that they don't. But just the character representation and the fact that, um, I mean, my all times, the, the ones I've wanted my entire life, all for the most yep. part, all got put in here. Banjo Kazooie, King K. Rule got put in here, and even Dark Samus. I've I've been advocating her since the GameCube days, and she got put in there as a character, as shadow character. So um, the list goes on and on, but I think that game is just fantastic. I'm not as good as I used to be, and I don't honestly I don't play it that much anymore um, because it's not fun by yourself. And when I do play other people, I suck because you have to have time to be yeah. good. But I do. And the online is not the best. No, no, no. So I put that up there as number four. Number three, Mario Rabbids uh, blew me away. Another like tactical game I never thought I would enjoy. It reminded me a lot of um, Fire Emblem, and I do not have a history of enjoying Fire Emblem at all. Um, and I really loved this game. It was basically what they needed, what Fire Emblem needs... It just appealed to my personality and my interests. And um, with Grant Kirkhope doing the music, I, I really felt the love um, of like Banjo-Kazooie fans in there. And it felt like a game that Rareware from the past would have made if they were still with Nintendo. And um, then not to mention the fact that they added in um, Donkey Kong Country DK. DLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep, the yep. game so just good. blew me away and I really want a sequel. Honestly, I would love to just have a sequel of like just all Donkey Kong characters and different Kongs. Yeah. And I think it could be way more unique than just with Mario characters. Um, yep. So I want to see a sequel that game, of that. Yeah, that game should not have been as good as it is, and I'm glad that it's, A, sold well and getting the reception that it deserves yeah. and that they just pulled it off. It's such a they, – they did such a great job with that they game. So yeah, cool. you know, I, real quick, I, I think that a sequel will be great. I mean, they brought in DK. I like the idea of just it being Kingdom Battle and just bringing in, like, making it Kingdom Hearts, you oh. know. Just bring yeah. in like Zelda, uh, bring in like Star Fox. No, no. Yeah, dude. Every level, like jo- like visiting a different Nintendo property. No, I'm all I'm all there. It doesn't I matter. Just bring it. it. I, oh, I that's cool. Yeah, just I could see that. Yeah, you can keep Sora out of it, but oh no no you know, no, no. I just meant like cool. like marrying the the properties. No 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 Kingdom Hearts. Right no. right right. Okay cool. Yeah. No, I'm with Same you idea. Um, number two is Breath of the Wild. Uh, it'll go down, and every time I think of the Switch, I think of Breath of the Wild because that was the launch game, the build up for it, the E3 before that. That's all they they only talked about Breath of the Wild, which was sad, but yeah, at the same time, it was really cool. We learned so much about that game. Um, so uh, what Chris it still said, lived you know, up to the hype. Come on, it, it still it, lived up it, to the hype. How how often does that actually happen? Kind of love did. that game. It it yep. truly is a masterpiece, and will forever be in my memory bank as one of those from, with nostalgia. You know, we'll be talking about that in episode 30 or season 30, whatever. <laughs> but, um, and then Mario Odyssey is my number one. Just, I love 3d platformers. Yeah. It, I think set the standard of what 3d platformers should be like. And if you're going to make one, you need to be able to match this uh, or do it better than Mario Odyssey. Um, but it just felt good. And it, it, it did so many things, right? Um, I loved it. I let it through, through and through. Mario 64 was always my favorite um, Mario game. And uh, Mario Odyssey basically took all of that love and added it 
to modern times. So um, yeah. real quick, without any explanation, guys, just do uh, your five honorable mention or a couple honorable mentions that you have, um, and then we'll wrap it up here. Um, and we can start with young young Chris here. Oh boy, uh, so many. Um, I would say Splasher. It's that game that I mentioned mm-hmm, before. It's mm-hmm. just a phenomenal 2D game that kind of incorporates. Um, oh yeah, sorry, we shouldn't be explaining. <laughs> but if you like, if you like Splatoon and you like platformers, get Splasher. Uh, Tiny Barbarian, another phenomenal mm-hmm. 2D platformer. Uh, let's see, Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. I think that's what it's called. It's like a Wonder Boy game. So good. Uh, Guacamelee. Mm. Uh, you can get a two pack. Uh, for with both those games, phenomenal Metroidvanias, and I'm gonna say 98 Heroes. 98 Heroes is a game where you get uh, a different character, and each time you play a level, and um, you just try to beat these levels with all these kooky 80s spin-off characters. It's very good. I gotta say, man, younger, attractive, charming Chris has such a great list of like <laughs> very obscure and uh, games I wouldn't have either identified or some of them I haven't even played before. Um, so gr- kudos to that. Um, for mine, uh, I'll go quick. Uh, Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion Three is fantastic. It looks great. It is super fun. And Luigi yes. is the best man. I love Luigi. Um, yep. Link's Awakening. Uh, I'm getting a huge Zelda fan. Um, Love Link's Awakening and the remake they did on that is just gorgeous. And then um, uh, I already said Chromo Squad when we were talking about indie games, but again, I'm a strat RPG guy, so I would say Chromo Squad and Wargroove, both fantastic games and Mm, strat RPGs. And then finally, I would just say Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. I think it got uh, some bad press, um, but I loved Alliance 1 and 2. I don't think 3 is as good as those, but... um, but I'm a huge Marvel fan, and I had a ton of fun with that game. And it's four-player couch co-op, and so uh, I think it's four-player couch. It's at least two-player. I think mm-hmm. we played four. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. It's a great game. Great picks. Good. And then, uh, yeah, Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, amazing. Standard. Yep. So the, 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 the cut scenes, wow. Uh, fantastic game. Fun game. Ukulele Impossible Lair. Basically Donkey Kong Country. Um, and since they don't seem to be wanting to make any of those right now, Astral <laughs> Chain, unexpected game yes. that blew me away. Uh, was truly, truly impressed with that game. I, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. Um, Ring Fit Adventure, um, and then Link's Awakening, the remake, was awesome. And I wish Nintendo would just remake every Game Boy game and make it modern. All of them. I would love, I would love to it. play Mario yeah. Land games remade in some unique, cool art style. So. But yes. With that said, one more. Go, well, go for it. Yoku's Island Express. Yep. Yoku's yep. Island oh, Express yeah, yeah. is yep. amazing. Pinball Metroidvania, amazing music, <laughs> very cool characters, super happy. Yoku's Island Express. Get it. Get it. Get it. Got it. it good. good. Well, with that said, uh, young, uh, handsome, attractive to all the ladies out there, Chris, um, <laughs> wants to do our due diligence. Oh, man, I should have recorded with you guys more. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you guys very much for listening. Thank you uh, for, you know, I know it's been a long episode, but we hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy today's episode, we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on whatever podcast services you're using. It gives us lots of exposure and helps us get the uh, what we need to, to make even better episodes for you. Um, if you want to interact with us, you can leave us a voicemail at 317 969 Nine zero, 
And uh, we'll be leaving in our uh, Facebook group what our next topic is going to be. So you can find us on uh, our Facebook group at Nintendo Nostalgia Chat. And on Twitter, you can find us uh, by our handle, which is at Nintendo underscore NOS. We're also on Instagram, and you can find us at Nintendo NOS. I-N, and that's all one word. And uh, if you want to send us an email instead of a voicemail, you can do that too. So our email is Nintendo Nostalgia I-N, and that's one word. So Nintendo Nostalgia I-N at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from our fans. Please reach out to us and, and see us on any social media group that or service that you use. We'd love to hear from you guys and interact with you. And uh, yeah, we hope to hear from you soon. Thank you guys. And Chris, thanks for coming. Old man Chris, thanks for coming back on. Um, we'll love to have you back on again real soon, too. Hopefully sooner than the last time. And uh, we appreciate you, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was great meeting yeah, you. Yeah, no, you, you as well. I, I, I'm glad I was. Listen, the Switch is my favorite console of all time. I think it's brilliant. And happy fourth uh, birthday to the Switch. I am excited for four more years. So thanks for having me on to talk about it. I love it. Amen. Yep. Here's to the future. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye, everyone. Later, Preston. Grrrr. <sighs>